Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. My name is Layla, and we're so happy to have you here with us this morning. But before we get into the world, let's take a moment and pray. God, we thank you for today, and we thank you for all the wonderful things that you've done for us, Lord. We thank you for the immense blessing that you've been to our lives, Lord, that you've caused us to grow and to bear fruit, and that our fruit remained, Lord. We thank you for blessing our partners and listeners, Lord. We thank you for protecting them on their way to school and their way to work lord and back again that everything that they have is protected and covered by the blood of jesus lord because you're faithful to keep all things that we commit to your care lord so we just thank you for this time of enjoyment in the word lord and thank you for all good things in jesus name amen amen almighty name amen and amen well good morning and welcome everyone so glad to have you with us as we dive deeper into the word and in and continuing our study of the book of Hebrews. Well, guess what? This morning we are in chapter 6. Ooh. <laughs> All right. So, could I get a volunteer to read verses 1 through 12, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God, of the doctrine of baptisms, of laying on of hands, of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permits. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted the heavenly gift and have become partakers of the Holy Spirit and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the age to come, if they fall away, to renew them again to repentance, since they crucify again for themselves the Son of God and put him to an open shame. For the, for the earth which drinks in the rain that comes up upon it and bears herbs useful for those by whom it is cultivated receives blessings, blessing from God. But if it bears thorns and briars, it is rejected and near to being cursed, whose end is to be burned. But, beloved, we are confident in better things concerning you. Yes, things that accompany salvation, though we speak in this manner. For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love, which you have shown towards his name, and that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen to that. All right. We're going to open the floor and give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions you have. So who would like to begin? I would. And then I would also like to ask a question. Okay, please do. So the first thing that the Lord was showing me, um, actually it's the Holy Spirit speaking through Paul. He was encouraging believers to continue in faith um, in the work that God has given us to work in excellence, to work with all diligence and all faith, being graced with the strength of God and equipped with God's abundant and never ending love, letting truth and mercy reign as in all tasks completed to the Lord. So the Lord is also encouraging us to rule over thoughts of laziness, of 
oh, I've done enough, I'll take a five-minute break, I can do this later, it won't matter if I do it now or if I do it later, because I'll have another chance to do it if I don't feel like doing it right now. So what the Lord is showing us and encouraging us is to also be aware of the adversary because he's he he's the one that brings those thoughts of saying, you have time, you can do it later. There's always a second chance when for some things you have the one shot and if you miss it, you missed it. There's no, there's no do over. There's no second chance. You have the one opportunity to make a decision. An example of that would be like when you put off your natural tent, you have the one chance while you're here on the earth to make a decision to either live for Christ or not. And once that time is done, when he says it's time for you to come off the earth, there is no do over. There's no time machine in heaven that you can jump into, push the red button and come back 50 years to make a different choice. You make it now. And I encourage you to make it for the Lord and stick with it. Now, my question would be, um, (laughs) when Paul was talking about in verse five and having, and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the age to come, if they fall away to renew them again to repentance, since they crucify again for themselves, the son of God and put him to an open shame that I please correct me if I have this wrong, but I believe that what the Lord is saying here is that it is not that once you've been saved, if you sin that you cannot be uh, redeemed. But if, if you like turn away and become something like a Satan worshiper, then you know, that's something different. Or what is he saying here? (laughs) Well, Charles had us in the first, so so please, sir, let's hear, and then and then you can pick up where he leaves off. How about that? Okay. All right. So what the Lord is actually saying here, um, he's explained the the difference. We know that you can never sin your way out of your salvation. If this makes sense, I'm going to explain it. It's not a once saved, always saved. But it means that there's nothing that you can do that will cause the Lord to drop you, essentially. It's not like a hot coal. But you can climb down willingly. There's essentially a rope on the end of it that you can climb out. He's not forcing you in his hands. You can come in there willingly or you can leave. So what he's saying here is that once you've made the choice to leave and you have already known all the goodness that the Lord has for you, you have already tasted it and seen, but you have done this regardless there is essentially that takes a whole different mindset of that person to do that. Kind of the example of a police officer who becomes a murderer. I don't care. You're not going to get back in the force because of what you have done. <laughs> not only will you not be in the force, you, you will go right to jail, yes. right straight away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, because of the nature of the choice they made, they confronted the facts inside the face and they understood the reasonings behind it. Meaning that you already have the Holy Spirit who convicted you. You already know everything that's going to occur. Meaning that you know if you don't make the right choice, you know what's on the other end of that. Mm-hmm. Kind of in the example of the bear trap, once you snap your leg in there, you know what's on it. Mm-hmm. But once you have gone to that point where you're willing to look God in the eyes and say, Lord, I don't believe you. And I'm looking and I'm talking with you. That's something totally different than just the simple course of being a human. The Lord knows that we are imperfect, meaning that we are not flawless, that we are flawed, but that denotes that we're moving towards becoming flawless inside of him. But as I said, there's a difference between when you know full well what you're doing and you turn away from him. That's something totally different. Okay. Thank you. 
That's a good question there, Layla. I just want to point that out. But no, yes, promise. You're chomping at the bit. Let's hear what Holy Spirit is saying to you concerning this question, sir. Well, also the Lord was explaining to me about when he was talking about that. Also, it's when you're more so, which I was you spoke about, that you're looking Lord in the face and saying, Lord, I'm not going to believe you, but it's also turning away from him completely. And to the Lord brought me to Philippians 3, uh, 17 through, I'm not sure where I'm going to stop. Brethren. <laughs> Thanks for being honest, son. Yes, mommy. Brethren, join in following my example and note those who walk so, who so walk, as you have us for a pattern. For many walk of whom I have told you often, and now I tell you even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who set their mind on earthly things, for our, citizen for our citizenship is, is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And then we shall go to, I'll just paraphrase it, Romans, where it talks about how that those who knowingly knew the character and nature of God refused to actually conform to that character and nature. Instead, hated the Lord and, ret and turned from him. What else, sir? What the Lord was... What is saying? What Paul is saying inside a section of scripture is when you're willingly and wittingly going, Lord, I don't want to do this. It's more so conveying hatred for the Lord rather than love. And we know that those who hate God and have given the who who have given the opportunity to love Him, they're the enemies. Okay. Well, so I, I agree with what you're saying, Rudding. Layla, I want you to repeat your question again. Okay, so what my question was, what is Paul actually saying here in, in verse 5, and ha I'm going to read it again, and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the age to come, if they fall away to renew them again to repentance, since they crucify again for themselves the Son of God and put him to an open shame. Is, that, is the Lord saying that if once you're saved, if you sin, that you cannot be brought to repentance? Is life over for you? So, so the short answer is no. But as, as your brothers have pointed out here, it, there is more to it than just praying a prayer of salvation, than just saying you believe and praying a prayer. Because <clears throat> many have done that off of emotion. Mm -hmm. Not that they truly believed, but that they felt a certain way when they went to a service, right, or an event, and pray to prayer. Only the Lord truly knows. But here's the thing. there: If someone truly believes the Lord, there will be fruit. What I, I love your question. I love the verse you use, but it starts in verse 4. It says, It is impossible for those who were once enlightened or um, had the Lord revealed to them. Right? Jesus yes. and who he is, the way, the truth, and the life revealed to them and have tasted the heavenly gift and have become partakers of the Holy Spirit. So we have to understand that's the first part. That's what he starts with. And then he continues with verse five. 
and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the age to come, if they fall away, right? So, so let's let's understand something. We've said this in the in the previous episodes. Those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God, right? So there is also in there that these individuals. Well, first, this is written in what 60 AD approximately, right? So, so this is give or take 30 years following Jesus, his death, burial, resurrection, and now ascension, right? Yes. Yes. So there, there's a, a, if you will, a 30 year period approximately, right? From when Paul is writing this from when Jesus was here in flesh on the earth. Okay. Which is yes. why he's he's getting into where he's getting at, talking about their spiritual maturity and what level or state of spiritual maturity are, and questioning them. And he's questioning them because of the fruit of their lives. He's saying, you're focused on the, the milk of the word, but by that, you're not mature, right? And yes. so in verse 1, he's telling them, hey, leave these elementary things. And in verse nine, he's like, "We're we're confident there are better things concerning you, right?" But he's he's addressing them harshly because of the the eternal weight and significance that this holds. It's not about someone sinning and then they can never come back to repentance. It's also by faith, right? He's the sacrificial lamb; his blood covers all sin and dead works. But what does the Lord also or and what does the Lord also say? If you love me, you will what? Keep Keep my my commandments. commandments. Okay, keep or obey my commandments. So it's not just that somebody prayed the prayer, and then they go on living their life as they did before they prayed that prayer, before they said they believed in the Lord. He's talking about people that have experienced this heavenly gift, that have also received the baptism in the Holy Spirit, have, have, have had the Holy Spirit move and work in their lives, right? Yes. Yes. For them to fall away means they are not listening to Holy Spirit's leading and guidance in their lives anymore. And you see that all the way in Revelation, where it says, many are going to say to me, Lord, Lord, didn't we cast out demons and heal the sick and do all these works in your name? And he's going to say, depart from me, I never knew you. Let's look at that in the family structure. We talked about this as an example, as a natural example, right? Yes. If a child determines, or right, we'll start with children because, again, it's more readily observable, right? It seems to be or appears to be, right, more readily observable. Yes. If a child chooses to not progress forward, then they become stuck in that, that age, that mindset, the mentality. They're not even though their body body is physically growing, right, and developing, they are not progressing internally as they should. And you, a parent, and anyone that observes them will see the fruit of that choice, those actions in their lives, where then they have an expectation, okay, based off your age and, and physical development and all these other things, you should be able to do these actions and so on and so forth but they are unable, right? Yes. Yes. It comes out in manner of speech and demeanor and in a number of ways, okay? Yes, Dan. So the, the same thing here 
is what he's saying. Now, for that part, that child is in that family. He's still receiving everything that they need. Aside from biologically, would you consider that person a child? Would you consider them part of the family? Or are they remaining in the house, residing in the house, but are really an enemy to everyone else in that family? I place them in the enemy category. Even though they're biologically a child, even though they grew up and they're a part of and experiencing all the blessings and benefits of being part of the family, they're in fact an enemy, which is why I believe it was Eula Charles brought up about how, um, is it John writes about, or Peter, one of them, or was it Paul? You wrote how he says, that he, uh, I think it was Paul, how he was in deep sorrow because some who had started out had left. They were not actually part of them anymore, right? John writes about it as well in First, Second, and Third John, how there were many that started out with them, but they they came from us, but they were not actually part of us, and they left. They went out from us. They chose to depart, to not listen, to not allow the Lord to speak and minister and operate in their lives. Mm-hmm. And. So there's a difference between being the prodigal son Amen. and being becoming a hater of God uh, to the heart of that person. Mm-hmm. So um, in the prodigal son instance, we saw the Lord say, show and demonstrate and articulate through a parable that there's repentance for the prodigal son, right? But in First Timothy chapter four and Second Thessalonians chapter two, there is referenced the great apostasy, which mm-hmm. is the great falling away. So I'll just read First Timothy four verse one. Now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. And I'll just keep reading, speaking lies and hypocrisy and having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. So this person has, as you have mentioned, severed their connection with God, Mm -hmm. chosen and decided to believe lies and to believe the devil and fellowship with demonic entities as their new God. Right. And then in second Thessalonians, um, chapter two, verse three, he is talking about the, um, the antichrist roughly just to give you a picture where you are in this. It says, let no one deceive you by any means for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. So back in Daniel's time in the earth, he showed the abomination of desolation, right? The antichrist and the um, false prophet and the beast and all that, right? The reference to that and how the abomination of desolation was going to, pretend to be God and sit in the holy place displaying himself as God in the temple. So that's something that I'll say the Jewish people on whole were aware of as they, you know, read the book of Daniel in synagogue and things of that nature and passed down information. And then Paul, as he was in the wilderness with the Lord, got that inside information. So this is something that God revealed beforehand. So he's also talking about people who choose to go after another God. And again, God is the one who determines what happens in the heart. And he is able to distinguish between someone backsliding or falling away in sin or the prodigal son scenario and someone who has now become a hater of God. Right? 
Yes. yes. Okay. So hopefully that brings a little bit more light. Everybody's <laughs> yes. satisfied and absolutely the Lord is glorified. Amen. And, and I know it's a lot in that, that, well, question and, and the answers. So let's pause there and give time and place for Holy Spirit to minister and operate in your life and to you concerning this, right? And give you time to research the scriptures and allow him to continue to minister to your heart and your mind concerning this matter. Mm-hmm. So let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close us out in prayer, please? I will. All right, I promise. Lord, I just thank you for today. I just thank you for being our God, Lord, and loving us completely, Lord, and giving us a faithful high priest. And Lord, I also just thank you for showing us the word, Lord, and revealing to us your mysteries, Lord, so that we may understand it, Lord, and walk before you blamelessly. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 In Jesus' name, amen. amen. We love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.